question. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another little bonus episode from the Art Era podcast. As once again, it is time to delve into those dirty, 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 disgusting dirt sheets and have a look at what the boys like Meltzer and his crew had to say about the Ruthless Aggression era in the, I want to say the month, but it's not, like in the three weeks between Great American Bash and Vengeance 2004. As always, I'm Dave, and as always, it is Big Sexy who is joining me over Skype still because fucking 2020, it. I think we've seen each other a total of, what, four times now? That's something like that. <laughs> something, something like that. It's just... I don't know. It was always one of them things where we was always wondering, because we never really wanted to go back, did we, to the days of Skype and stuff like that. No. But we also wanted to not only carry on our journey, because we're, we're loving, like, looking back on all the stuff that happened in 2004 at the minute, but also we want to make sure that we can keep pumping out the episodes for you lovely people that take a bit of time out of these horrible, horrible times. and Take time yeah. out of your day to listen to us. Yeah, it's, not only listen to us, but really listen to us talk about guys. Absolutely, absolutely. But not only just take time out and listen to us, but also listen to this very, very niche, which is the dirt sheets of 2004. <laughs> so let's get right into it, Michael. Monday, June 28th, so we're a day after the Great American Bash 2004. PW Insider, they're reporting that Triple H was apparently backstage at the pay-per-view last night, uh, when on the same day that the Raw brand had a house show. Now, a lot of the, I probably want to say it'll be the mid-carders that'll be complaining um, they want to know what the fuck Triple H was doing there when he should have been with Raw. Um, he's, he's getting already and his feet are getting under the table. See, I always wondered when it was that Triple H got into the management kind of stuff. I always thought it would have been around about this time during the uh, Burial Express. Well, I think the minute, to be fair, Michael, the minute that he got with Stephanie, he knew what his end goal was going to be. Right. <laughs> it was going to be 2020 and running NXT. Uh, but apparently, word is that Triple H worked the Raw Brand House show, um, which was in the afternoon, and then he, apparently he lost to Chris Benoit, and then he travelled to Norfolk for the pay-per-view. So he's, it's obvious that he's now part of WWE management team, I'd expect, um, the fact that he's doing stuff like that. But... To what what level? Do you know what I mean when when does he start? Like, or does he ever start during our time frame? Will he ever start booking stuff? And will he like will he like? I feel that watch something said. You know well, that's got Triple H all over it. Around it. about like when Punk becomes champion, does he start booking shit? Then does he? And I I, 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 I always remember I always remember Vince, like he comes out in a suit on Raw Duty and tells me yeah 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 yeah. Um, I always remember in like uh, it must have been maybe a year before no. No, it works. He still had long hair then, didn't he? Uh, maybe a year or so after that with the CM Punk stuff, um, that there was the picture, the first picture that got um, put out online in all the dirt sheets of Triple H and he got rid of the ponytail. It was like, yes. that is that. For me, that was full confirmation that he's now Triple H management and not Triple H he's, the wrestler he's not anymore. H anymore. It's not Triple H anymore. That's way, 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 way again. Um, also... Mr. Levesque. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Also, Michael, on Monday, June 28th, OneWrestling.com, they've reported that in an, in an effort to prevent another case of ending the push of a wrestler believed to have tons of potential, where we heard that before, WWE has new plans for Garrison Cade. 
Really? Now, Cade, currently a Raw wrestler, he'll portray a character that imitates Shawn Michaels, set to be called H.B. Cade. Now, the new character will get wrestling gear similar to that of Shawn Michaels. Um, uh, yeah. And obviously, Shawn Michaels trained Cade. Yeah, that's it. Um, that's where the but, Silver Lowish is. I don't know. Away. They're both from Texas. H.B. Cade, is that getting over? No. <laughs> it really isn't, and is it? 2004 like, is not the time for parody gimmick. To that level. When you're not only parodying it, like, if you parody a, le- a legend, or you're like the second coming of a legend, sometimes it can be excusable. Or if you're but doing a, a, a guy that's parody, still on the roster, I know he's out of them, obviously, at the minute, because he's been given a bit of... Yeah, it's, uh, hmm. H- HBK versus HBK for the rights to be HB. HB on a pole. Book, Book it, Russell. We know you're still here. Moving on then, Michael, uh, Tuesday, June 29th, PW Insider, they're reporting, for those that haven't seen, WWE has Sting featured on the main page of WWE.com with the heading Sting in the WWE question mark. See, in 2004, Sting in WWE would have been perfect. Oh, absolutely, especially like since The Undertaker's come back and stuff like yes. that. Uh, do you know The Undertaker's come back as that gimmick? That dream match that everybody's always wanted. Uh, it'll happen one day in Saudi Arabia because money talks. I'm telling you now, unless unless one of them dies, touch wood, right, it'll happen. No one ever expected Shawn Michaels to come back. No one ever expected Shawn Michaels to come back wrestle bold. But money talks. See, I didn't expect when, Goldberg to come back this year. Because money talks. Champion. Money, money, money. Here comes the money. Money talks. And it's that simple. Everybody, everyone's got it in them. That itch that they need to scratch sometimes. Yes. But they'll... Like, like, for Michael's held it, what, for eight years or whatever it was? Flair in TNA. Don't, well, fucking hell, that took a fortnight, though, didn't it? <laughs> Big retirement do. And then, oh, no, I'll wrestle again. Come on, Fallen, let's have a feud of a world title. But what brand would... If, let's say, Sting did appear in WWE in 2004, would you stick him straight away on SmackDown so he has a feud with The Undertaker instantly? Or... Do you stick them on Raw, slow burn it, slow build it with a, a few like, it's the anti-evolution or something like that. Pretty much like what Edge is trying to do. Yeah, it'd have to be uh, on Raw. And then have a trade. And then have, do you know, like, the next draft, draft or something like that. Or even, t- that you, or you, you could go with, um, like, Raw Rumble season, they stick the world title or one of the world titles on The Undertaker. And then Sting wins the Rumble. And then Sting decides to pick Undertaker, come on, it's me and you, motherfucker, the WrestleMania, let's go. That could work. Just Sting and Taker instead of t- uh, Taker and Mark Henry. <laughs> what year was Mark Henry versus, was it, I want to say Mark Henry versus Kurt Angle in Royal Rumble for title after but the Royal Rumble year. match? Oh, was it, oh, and Undertaker come, and, come at the end and blew up yeah. the ring? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was, was that the uh, Rey Mysterio victory? It was, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah I thought it was. Very yeah, creepy terrible. video. Yes, and I remember the stage setup looked like a, an enhanced version of Caesar's Palace in WrestleMania yes. Nine. <laughs> it was black horses. <laughs> yeah. They couldn't have got black horses just to fit the gimmick. Well, yeah, could have been like modern, proper like HD Caesar's Palace, <laughs> still recorded in Donald Trump's car park. Um, moving on, then, Michael. Same day, WrestlingObserver.com. Our good friend Dodgy Dave, with some upsetting news. Test has injured his neck this past weekend at the Raw Brand House Show. Uh, he's been suffering through injuries. Uh, when he hurt his neck, WWE management have pulled him out of action for the remainder of the tour as a precautionary measure. Um, well, that, that's that's one of the main side effects yeah. of Ico Pro, isn't it? Yep. It really is. That the, 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 
you, when you when you get a big neck, it's bound to snap at some point. All that weight can only last so long. Absolutely. Moving on then, Michael, into July. July the 1st, Pro Wrestling Torch newsletter. Uh, most people backstage at WWE feel that Latino Heat Eddie Guerrero will regain the WWE Championship from JBL either before or at SummerSlam. So WWE management is already considering Guerrero's next feud once SummerSlam is over and done with. Get this, people. Apparently, according to the Pro Wrestling Torch, on July the 1st, Vince McMahon has come up with plans for Eddie to face Mordecai once Guerrero's feud with Layfield is finished. However, many backstage feel that Vince is ignoring the fact that Mordecai has failed to get himself over with the fans since debuting because Vince came up with the character of Mordecai himself. So see, Mordecai is pure Vince. See, I always had suspicions that Mord was a Vince thing. <laughs> always. I wonder how many there is of actual Vince, 100% Vince created characters that have actually got over back in the day. Because like, if you always listen to like, I don't know, Cornette, Pritchard, even Vince Russo, um, there, there'll be numerous names that are thrown into the creation of certain characters. Like you get Pritchard and Cornette, or they created like, let's say a Kane or something like that. But you never kind of hear of these 100% solely created by Vince's warped mind characters. Luger and Mordecai was, proper well, that failed. Vince was the hundred percent Luger American. We can turn him into Hulk Hogan two point oh. Yeah, and yeah, that failed miserably. But I think it was just everyone was Team Brett back then, wasn't they? Look, fucking hell, you could have done anything with Luger. But, well, to be fair, they, what they should have done in SummerSlam ninety three, I want to say, when he beat Yoko by count out, he should have won the title, and then you gauge the fans' reaction then, and then have Brett win the Rumble instead of them both winning the Rumble, and at Mania 10, you go Brett versus Luger. But, obviously, the, the Lex Express just didn't fucking work, did it? Uh, but yeah, Michael, are you ready for Mordecai versus Eddie? Well, he did say in that promo of about a month ago on SmackDown uh, that, he want, that his next target was a man who lies, cheats and steals. Well, he did say that. He did say that. But in kayfabe, he's like... Look shit against Billy Gunn. He's look. <laughs> we'll get on to that. <laughs> and how is all of a sudden looking shit against Billy Gunn gets you into the world title picture? Something amazing would have to happen in the next couple of months to get even anything after SummerSlam in the next to make day. Mordecai. Well, <laughs> to make on Mordecai the next episode look, of SmackDown. God. It's fucking nuts. Um, also, Michael. Friday, July the 2nd, Pro Wrestling Torch Newsletter. Another injury report. It appears that we won't be seeing Rico back in the WWE until SummerSlam or afterwards. Uh, the former two-time champion suffered a torn hamstring during his match with Charlie Haas against the Duds and isn't expected to return until August or later. Um, I quite enjoyed seeing Rico and Charlie Haas. So that wasn't just a nasty bump sell. That was an actual legit summit's fucked. It seems that way. It seems that way. It'd be very interesting to see what they do going forward if they pair Charlie Haas up and Jackie as a just as a two, as a as a wrestler in his valet. I think, or, I or think they hold should. him off. Yeah, or they hold him off until um, until Rico returns. It'd be interesting to see what happens. Easily just give him a singles run, make him a US champion. Oh, 100 percent. I've booked a ticket from Cena. Hundred percent. Like drop it to Haas. That'd be that'd be cool. That'd be cool. It'd be meant if if you could have it the same parallel where Shelton Benjamin beat Randy Orton for the IC. And you had uh, them two running together Same on separate time. brands, but both as yeah, 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 as singles champions, and then that have a sweet. fucking, and then have battleground and have them fight each other. 
Well, <laughs> not battleground, fucking bragging rights. <laughs> well, as when we get to Taboo Tuesday, we do get Shelton getting what he deserves. Ah, uh, tab- Taboo fucking Tuesday. I can't wait for taboo that bullshit. Tuesday. Bullshit, kayfabe bollocks that it was Taboo Tuesday. <laughs> um, also, Michael, moving on July the 2nd. Um, now, surprise, surprise, two of the most disgruntled members of SmackDown are currently Billy Gunn and Bob Holly. They feel that they've paid their dues and the two are upset with their minimal pushes and they feel they deserve more airtime. Damn right they do. Uh, management, however, they've said to be upset with the two for not doing a great job of carrying Kenzo Nakamura and Mordecai at the Great American Bash. Uh, veterans are expected to help elevate young wrestlers and the feeling is neither Holly nor Gunn did their job on that front. No, they did not. They only put them over in the sense that both Kenzo and Mords won. But you could could you imagine Bob Holly though backstage like oh there's a new guy coming in Holly oh how old is he oh he's he's in his mid twenties I'm gonna fuck him up no 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 you've got to, you've got to make him look good yet no I'm gonna fuck him up so that's just that's the <laughs> hardcore mentality that's why we love you Furman fuck them jobbers <laughs> it's just a bit of friendly hazing that's that's all it is that's all it is and speaking of friendly uh, Billy Gunn apparently visited TNA Impact backstage on a friendly visit. Now, this talk that Gunn may actually be considering the promotion. He enjoys the Orlando area and the Impact show, as well as the chance of pay-per-views being taped there. It seems quite attractive to Mr. Ass. Well, it seems we might have to cross the line. (laughs) Fucking more like, where's the line? (laughs) (laughs) TNA implant coming soon. (laughs) Moving on, Michael. Uh, Sunday, July the 4th. PW Insider, they are reporting that from the Raw Brand House show this past week in Vancouver, Garrison Cade twisted his knee. However, he still managed to wrestle in the tag match the next night despite being in pain. It's unknown at this time how severe the injury to his knee is or if he'll require time off in order to heal. So, fucking bye-bye HB fucking Cade then. That lasted long. <laughs> that lasted about five minutes. Longer than, less than a cup of coffee. And also, Michael, you'll be pleasantly surprised to know, maybe even elated to know, that it wasn't just a gimmick. Trish Stratus will be out of action for a few weeks after she suffered a hand injury. The WWE took her off this weekend's house show for that reason, and it's unlikely that we'll see her wrestle on Raw or at Vengeance. So, when she ate Nidia in Ed Whitcast, we thought it were bullshit, but no. And where can you find her that, Michael? Well, you can find that on our back catalogue on our latest episode, Boyish to Vengeance 2004. Available on SoundCloud and Spotify. The plugs are not stopped. So, yeah, Trish is legit out. Shock horror, the women's division. She's going to have to fucking. Where's Big Jack Tunney? She's going to have to give up that title. She cannot defend it. 30 days. How long is she out for? Well, she's. It's a broken hand, so if she can't wrestle because of it and she's not going to be at Vengeance, it could be a few weeks. Yeah, she pricks her nose later in the year and she starts wearing a mask. Cody yeah. Rhodes style. <laughs> also, Michael, on Friday, July 9th, PW Insider, various WWE Divas are said to be very upset with the Diva Search bollocks. They are not all excited about the fact that WWE is offering a contract valued at over twice what the average Diva makes to a beauty contest winner. That's bullshit. <laughs> that is bullshit all over. You're someone like Gail Kim. Or Victoria. Or Victoria, or, or Ivory, or Jackie. You're getting less than Christy Heavy. Now, what? That is, right. No, no disrespect to Christy Heavy, but that's bullshit. And so far, um, during all the Diva Search bollocks segments, not once have they said about the, the monetary value of the prize. 
Now, what do you, what do you reckon it is going to be? Half a mil a year? Do you reckon Divas are making quarter of a mil? No, it's a quarter of a mil prize. Oh, is that? Oh, so they have mentioned the prize. Yes. Ah, okay. I think it's quarter of a million. Oh, so Divas are making one, two, five a year. Fucking hell. When you've got to think about all the expenses and the medical bills and all that jazz yeah, exactly. that goes in with it. Oh, sad. Speaking of sad, Michael, Pro Wrestling Torch, they've um, announced on Friday the 9th as well that, have a moment, because Rude de Bona, or otherwise known as the Ruthless Favourite, Rude Bona, is reportedly no longer with the WWE. Bye, Rude. I get off my TV. <laughs> Bye, rude. Bye, rude. Um, and also, Michael, a couple of guys that we've seen at some various stages, uh, John Heidenreich and Matt Morgan, they're currently back in OVW. Well, we knew about Morgan. Now, we knew about Morgan, but Heidenreich, we saw him very, very, for what, maybe a month? I assumed he, he was. He was selling tickets and stuff? Yeah, he was there. Then he had that tag match with Trish. Uh, have we seen him since? Yeah, yeah, no, he has um, appeared in 2004. Uh, he, I believe he lost to Rob Van Dam round about February time on Heat. Uh, and then I think that was it. And then we've not seen him since fucking... I think he, he fucked off about May. So, yeah, we have seen him on two, uh, in 2004, but very, very sporadic <laughs> and very, very weekend shows. And then we get to see him at the end of the year with Michael Cole. Being so romantic. <laughs> <laughs> having a moment having a some moment. poetry together <laughs> <laughs> and finally Michael we've spoke a lot on this episode about injuries Rikishi is ready to return to the ring turn it up but apparently many feel that WWE may opt to not use him in future storylines uh, his contract will be likely be allowed to expire he will receive a downside guarantee <laughs> there's nothing positive this month this fortnight, three weeks. I don't know how long it is. At Some least... time frame between Gab and Vengeance. Every fucker's getting injured, but it's all mid-card. At least Rikishi's healing. I want to see Rikishi back. I want let's, to see let's him back, Let's have a Let's have a rehash of Bad Bad Man. Yeah. <laughs> let's go again. <laughs> let's go again. Who's this time, over? don't do it for The Rock. Don't No, do it for yourself, Rikishi. Don't do it for somebody else. <laughs> do it for yourself. He's going to come back to run with a Benoit. No, Bellens. More <laughs> the Bellens down. He's going to back his ass up into the Bellens. <laughs> Phrasing. <laughs> Michael, and finally, finally, it's not 2004, but I feel like I want to discuss about it and what a perfect time to discuss it. Um, SummerSlam on a boat. Yeah, I heard about that. <laughs> Now I've only I've read it from a couple of sources. I don't know how much bullshit it is, but it, is it just a is it a Vince bullshit that he's allowed to leak to the dirt sheets just to fuck up just to fuck with him? But no. probably. But I think UFC are having Fight Island, aren't they? Apparently that's Where doing pretty good. He's, he's, it, yeah, he's got that much money. He's fucking bought a bit of land, <laughs> stuck a cage in it, and now I'm wrestle. Well, no, not MMA. That fate. <laughs> yeah, so he just wants Mortal Kombat. Could it actually? Could it actually happen? Like, it doesn't. The, the thing is, they can't make it. Let's say hypothetically, SummerSlam's on a boat. Yeah, they can't make it like um, Nitro. So like when they used to have their fucking spring stampedes with like water around the ring and stuff like that, and everyone in Hawaiian shirts. And also, they can't make it like Jericho's cruise. Nope. So they'd have to hire get a boat that's big enough to have an indoor 
you know what I mean? Actually have it in one of the ballrooms or conference rooms or something like that. But then how do you make it? I don't know. Then what's the point of it being on a boat? Is it how just going to be Jericho's cruise room? in... No, a conference room in a boat. Like a ballroom. It's like if you go on a fucking cruise, there'll be ballrooms and shit like that. So you stick it, He's so you have it, so it's indoors. Oh, I have it on Vince's plane. Where's Brock Lesnar when you need him? The plane, plane, ride plane, hell plane, ride from, plane ride from Hell 2. Yeah. Plane ride from Hell Volume 3 now, we're on it, because they're Saudi. Oh, don't. <laughs> that wasn't really the plane ride from Hell, that was hostage. <laughs> that was legit hostage. I said, we're not letting you out of the country, motherfucker. Give us money. <laughs> that is it. And on that note, Michael, we'll leave it there for this little bono, dirt sheet episode As always, where can you find us on our main feed and all forms of social media? If you don't already, it's at Ariana Podcast. That is it. And until next time, which will be Vengeance 2004, where Eugene Mania runs wild. I've been Dave. That's been Big Sexy. Until then. Peace out, people. Ruthless aggression. It's my life, my time, my rights, my rhymes, my grind, my struggle, hustle, sweat, and my blood, too. I'm ready to smell fear. I smell a lot. My competitors flex here. They smoked, I was hot. I want it all. The sex and my self-sex. Stress up. I want it all. No less. So come on.